Seed to Sound, presented by Banks, a podcast for cannabis professionals. Welcome back to Seed to Sound and our Meet the Company series featuring Native Roots. We're back with another Native Roots team member. Today's episode features corporate counsel Kim Allen. Hey everyone, welcome back to Seed to Sound. We are continuing our Native Roots Meet the Company series this week and we're here with Kim Allen. Kim, welcome. Thank you, Catherine. It's so great to be here with you and Hannah. Awesome. We're so excited to have you. So why don't you introduce yourself and tell us about your role at Native Roots? Well, I am corporate counsel at Native Roots. I've been there for just over two years now. I started as the licensing assistant, and I did that for about six months. And then I transitioned to licensing manager. I did that for a year and a half. And then I actually just got promoted to corporate counsel. Congratulations. Yeah, congrats. Thanks. <laughs> yes, I in, actually, somebody started yesterday, Tanya Potter, and she's going to be doing all of the licensing responsibilities that I was doing. Nice. So team is always growing. Yes, it's definitely <laughs> growing. It's really great. My supervisor, general counsel, Kelly Archer, is part of the legal team with myself and Tanya. So Kim, tell us a little bit about what your day-to-day looks like. Well, it is a little bit difficult to say since I did just change my position, but um, I essentially, my main responsibility has been to do the licensing renewals. So that's pretty much what I manage those and all the responsibilities that come with that. And since I've changed my role with the company, my role has grown, expanded, and it's gone much more into project management. So more so the modifications of premises and what that looks like, conferencing with the different departments uh, before it needs to happen and making sure that everything's in line for when we do file with the state or local regulation. Right. And so pretty much that's what I've been doing. And as I'm transitioning, I'll be doing more contract management and working with the expansion in the U.S. and in Canada and some uh, corporate governance as well. Very nice. That's so exciting. Thank you. So, Kim, tell us some more about your career evolution and how you first became involved in the cannabis industry. Well, I first started out in college doing criminal justice, and then I went to law school, and throughout that seven-year period, I worked at a lot of different law firms, law offices, and covered a lot of different areas um, of practice. And then when I transitioned out of, or graduated from law school, I clerked for a criminal judge, and I was exposed to all different kinds of drug offenses and uh, obviously other different crimes. Uh, Then I worked as a deputy attorney general representing Child Protective Service. So I essentially litigated child abuse and neglect cases in Newark, New Jersey. It was very intense. Um, You definitely were exposed to drug addiction and cannabis and just mostly the regulations surrounding it. And since I was in New Jersey, it's illegal. And I wanted to be a part of that change. It was not something, and it moved to Colorado necessarily to work in the cannabis industry. It was more so the mountains and the people uh, that really drew me here. But when I moved here, which was at the very end of 2014, I was very interested in trying to break into the cannabis industry. So I ultimately was provided an opportunity to work at a cannabis testing lab. And so I got this very unique introduction to cannabis and so I felt it was just such a wonderful experience to learn about the plant in that way especially because since my history has been legal yeah so it's definitely not scientific uh, so it was a great transition and then uh, I did a lot of networking and I eventually met somebody who introduced me to Paul in HR 
and he called me within 30 minutes of receiving my interview or my uh, resume and set up an interview for I think it was the next day and that conversation was amazing and I was offered the job you know right away and started it was really it just was an amazing very quick experience (laughs) that's incredible now you come from a very distinct and unique background to be entering the cannabis industry. So may I ask, did you have a kind of negative perspective coming from the legal sector prior to entering the industry? No, not at all. I've always been pro cannabis uh, since I can remember into my teens. Even you know, I've always been a supporter. I just I think I see I saw it differently than I had been seeing it before because you're only exposed into it in you know, different ways and what the media is out telling you. And it's obviously more prevalent and there's more information out there now. Absolutely. I think that I truly think it's so incredible that you were able to separate your personal feelings from what you were doing for your job. I mean, it's, I feel like some people have a difficult time doing that. They let what they do at work affect every aspect of their life. And the fact that you were able to maintain such a positive outlook on cannabis and the industry itself really says a lot about who you are. So thank you. Well, thank you. I really believe that it gave me a perspective of wanting to help the system, seeing that there was holes in it and that people weren't, that they needed more help or assistance, even with drug of rehabilitation and I mean now you see people are attempting to use cannabis as a way to assist with rehabilitation and so it's just it's really amazing how it's grown and I feel lucky that I've seen it from the other side and seen how it could be better. So what's the most challenging aspect of your role as corporate counsel right now? Well, I'd probably say that it's so new, I don't know exactly what to expect, (laughs) Um, but it's really going to expand my scope as to what I know in cannabis because I've really been focusing on the state regulations and rules and the local regulations, and mostly it's around licensing and modifications and you know, those kinds of requirements. Now it's going to be a much larger scope. So expanding that focus and also I'll be managing someone again. So that will be an extra challenge and something I'm very excited about. Awesome. So switching gears a little bit, if you had to change careers for one year, what would you do? I love this question. (laughs) Uh, I would work on a farm. Nice. Yeah, I think it would help me with my overall goal, which is to be self-sufficient. Definitely. (laughs) So I would learn a lot. It's a lot of hard work, uh, a lot of me time. And I think that I could be really creative during that time. And I'd probably set up a jujitsu mat somewhere and force people to train with me. Best farm ever. I assume there would be goats involved. Yes. Okay. Oh, my gosh. Goat yoga. <laughs> oh I would gosh. totally invite my friends I've over never for done that. that. But I would love to. I was going to suggest goat jujitsu, but I feel like that could cool. go wrong very quickly. <laughs> oh, oh, my God. gosh. That would go so wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe a black guy or two. Nothing that hasn't happened before, though. So what would you say is the number one difference between your job in cannabis compared to other industries? From my experience, I would say the ability to collaborate and to really put in new processes. I mean, a lot of the processes, healthcare, the criminal justice system, they're, they've all been around forever. There's been this system in place for so long. And so with cannabis, I feel like you really can collaborate with the regulators and give your voice, your comments uh, about what the new 
regulations will be. And so you really have an opportunity to make a difference. And so I really, that has drawn me to the industry. Definitely. That makes a lot of sense. I feel like you have to be collaborative in this industry as it's still growing. I, there's no way to be successful without that collaboration. Agreed. And what's really great about Native Roots is that we also collaborate internally. So I get exposed to all different departments. Um, Shannon Fender in public affairs, she works, I do some lobbying work with her. I work with facilities and marketing and HR puts on trainings to help advance our abilities to be managers and, you know, really passing on what they know and what their expertise is. They're passing it on to us so we can be better. That's awesome. And I think that really speaks to this industry as a whole, where so many people not only see this as a paycheck, but they're actual advocates for this, whether it's for, you know, criminal justice reform or for legalization of the plant in different states or expungement of um, criminal records really as it relates to cannabis. There are so many people in all these different companies that we work with and that we network with who really are truly passionate individuals working towards a cause, not just a paycheck. I agree on that. So what advice do you have for job seekers that come from a similar background hoping to get into the industry? I would say don't be afraid to get your hands dirty. You need to start from somewhere. I started just over two years ago as the licensing assistant and then I trust in the industry, I wouldn't be where I am now. Definitely. It also just goes to show that as long as you're willing to put in the work and stick with it, you really can go anywhere in this industry. Exactly. You really can. And you learn so much along the way. I feel like that's really what's so amazing about the industry is you get to meet all these amazing people and there's all these different initiatives that are coming out and there's always something to support and to educate someone else with. Absolutely. So what's the biggest myth about cannabis or the industry that you'd like to dispel? Well, one that I have thought forever is that THC percentages matter most. I, Hmm. whenever I've picked out my flower, I've always based it off of the smell and how I feel when I do smell it. And I really listen to my body when I'm doing that and I'm looking at it and seeing what it looks like and seeing what reacts to my body the best. And then I choose that flower. And as things have developed and we've learned more about cannabis and you learn more about the terpene profiles, it turns out that that is actually based off of some sort of scientific (laughs) 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 evidence, which is great. So to me, I, you know, obviously a lot of people come in and they want a high THC percentage, but that really isn't the most important thing. All right, Kim. Well, thank you so much for being here today and talking with us about what you do and what you're going to do in your corporate counsel role. Congratulations again. Thank Um, you. And is there anything else that you want to add as we wrap up here? Thank you so much, uh, Hannah and Catherine and Vangst. I really appreciate you guys having me. Everybody keep listening for the continued Native Roots Company series. Thank you to Native Roots. We're so excited to have your team on here, if that isn't evident by all these awesome conversations (laughs) we're having. Um, So, yeah, keep on listening. Sound, presented by Vangst, a podcast for cannabis professionals. Produced by Hannah Holmgren and Catherine Jamiro. Music by Tyson Weigel. For more information, visit www.blog.vangst.com. Thanks for listening to today's show. To check out more great cannabis podcasts, go to podconnects.com. Here's a preview of one of our other shows. 
Cannabis Health Radio is a podcast about stories from people around the world who have used cannabis to deal with serious ailments, many of them life-threatening. My name is Ian Jessup. My co-host, Corey Yelland, is no stranger to the devastating emotional impact faced by so many people receiving a death sentence diagnosis from a doctor. Told she only had months to live with anal canal cancer, Corey researched and immediately began using cannabis oil to eliminate her cancer and has been cancer-free for more than a decade. She told herself that if it worked, she would spend the rest of her life helping others, which she does tirelessly every day. When you listen to our podcast, you'll hear many stories like Corey's, along with others who have used cannabis oil for many more ailments besides cancer, such as chronic pain, PTSD, MS, and many, many more. As one of our guests said, your podcast gave me the confidence to save my own life. We regularly get messages from listeners who have heard our podcast and use cannabis to solve a serious health issue of their own or that of a loved one. We hope you listen to these stories and be as inspired and moved as we are with each and every episode.